Bang! Episode 6, talking about Willis. On a Saturday night, a little brisky outside, but hey. So, um, I was watching football, or as we Americans say, soccer, and I found myself fascinated and just stuck on that there was an offside call that I just couldn't understand. And it just led to me studying or watching tutorials on the offside offense in football. And it's really to the layman, to someone who doesn't play the game, and I don't think the fans know because it is, it's, it's, it's a really hairline. I mean, I, I understand it. It was defined, you know. But it got me thinking. That has to be, because it, 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 to me it seems like one of the most critical calls in football. As a guy that doesn't watch it, I'm sure I'm wrong. But it, it just appears that, man, that is on the ground one of the toughest calls in that sport. And um, it got me thinking, like, what are the top difficult calls in each sport, right? Like you say in NBA, you know, any high-level basketball, the block charge is really a difficult, it's the difficult call. The block charge, right? You have that. You have in baseball... Well, you have, most of the time, it's the angle distance calls, you know, uh, uh, where the angle, you need the right angle, and you need the correct distance. Uh, you know, uh, I've been trying to figure out in hockey, um, I talked to Mike, Mark Simons, and he tried to explain it to me, and I guess with hockey, you got to play the game, you got to play the sport, you know. And, and, and in boxing, of course, it's the low blow and headbutts. Those are, I would say, the toughest calls in, in box, in, for a boxing official. So, you know, I, I study and I watch what other officials do. And it, it made me think about, okay, what is the general mental mechanics that goes into making... Uh, uh, a crucial call you know what are the mental gymnastics that you you know now I, I, I have from experience no, you know for, for baseball and I was watching an old classic Oakland A's Toronto Blue Jays and they were tied 3-3 going into the bottom of the top of the eighth Jose Canseco's at bat Ricky Henderson steals second and now He's got the pitcher so whacked out that he can only concentrate on Ricky. And he made two pickoff attempts that were so close. Al Clark was on second base. And I'm watching and I'm living it through with Al. And I realized the moment he called safe the first time, he couldn't take his eye off, off the bag at no point. I mean, even, even, even though they called time or whatever, you, you couldn't take your eye off the play. So when they set up for the next pitch, you, you just you can see Al just focus 
and it has to be an understanding amongst the other umpires, the third base and the first base umpire, that, listen, I've got the play at second and that only. That's the only thing I can focus in at, at this time. I got Ricky Henderson, and, and Ricky was juking. And, you know, if you know Ricky Henderson, he was, you, you just know he was coming. And the mental game that Ricky played, he, you can see where Ricky psyched out Al, and he psyched out the pitcher, which led to Conseco hitting probably one of the longest home runs in that in the uh, Sky Dome history. I mean, he hit it to the back of the place. So, you know, I'm, and so it made me think, okay, where, you know, where's Al's head at? What is his focus? What is, where, where does his focus have to be? And I, you can clearly see him like it's on the bag. And each sport you have that, you know, and, and the game is moving so fast. It's the tempo and, and it's so fast that all, all your sensory has to be at optimum awareness. If that's a phrase, if that's a correct phrase, I don't know. But it's very interesting. And so as I'm watching this football match and the announcers are acting like they know what they're talking about, and we all know that 90% of them haven't got a clue if they didn't play the game, but that's a different subject. Um, And they showed the replay over and over again. And it was one of these, you know, like I said, for me, it's just like, okay, I see it, but how do you call that? What is, what, is, what is your mental? And what I'm going to do as we go down the road with this podcast, I'm going to start trying to link up with a few officials and we'll discuss the mindset of officiating, you know, um, which is something that the general public just never seems to understand or attempt to understand. There's a mindset to officiating. It's not just some dude in there, you know, refereeing basketball or refereeing umpiring baseball. There's a lot more goes into it. You know, I, I read, on, I look on Twitter, and and you see all these these guys. They're like, how, how do I'm going to become a referee? Really? You don't become a referee talking about it on Twitter. That's the first thing. And if you knew the process of of what it takes to become get to the high levels of 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 each sport you know basketball starting out in CYO doing the kids games pop one of football stand out there with the peewees you know boxing going to all kinds of places and and doing kids fights out in the park all kinds of things. this is where you start and you know, people come up to me all the time and they say, well, how do I become a referee? I'm like, well, if you want to really know how to, if you really want to do it, you wouldn't be standing here talking to me. You would have found out how to do it. You would have found to do it. And that's, that seems kind of harsh, but that's, that's the fact. You know, um, you know, you know I, some of y'all know that it, it, it's my fantasy to take uh, <laughs> certain people who think they like it's like it's interesting the other day I was listening to one of the YouTube uh, chat shows and they were talking about scoring and I'm going to be very 
very vague when it comes to boxing, discussing boxing. But um, I was listening to one of these so-called experts, and he was telling his audience how he scored a fight. I'm sorry, you must hear all the noise and the cars. I'm out here standing in front of the building. I'm sorry, we don't have posh palatial studios at this particular time yet. But anyway, um, he's discussing with his, his fan base um, how he scored a fight. And he says, well, this guy looked better in the, in the next round, and I gave him the round because he looked better. And, you know, I just... I could, you know, I just like, you know, you know, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. How, you, <laughs> how do you score a fight by your feelings? How do you officiate any sport with your feelings? You know what I mean? And, you, and most people have this misconception that this is what officials are doing. Oh, they don't like this guy. Or this is this. Or they're on the. It. It. it that can be the furthest thing from the truth. You know. And um, I'm giving myself one more minute because I am. It's getting noisy out here, and who knows what's coming around the block. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm going to do down the road? Yeah, like I said. I'm going to start in inviting some of my official friends that I know from other sports. And we're going to talk about the mindset of officiating and how it works. And if you like it, subscribe to the podcast. Support us. We're a, rough, we're, we're, we're a work in progress. We're trying to, you know, we're, we're, we're rough right now. But we'll get better. The presentation will get better. Might have something fucking, something different for you tomorrow. But anyway, this is uh, the M13 going by. <laughs> this is talking about Willis podcast. See you later.